the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 in Bolverde Road. During the next two hours, our experts will help you with your gardening questions when you call 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Or come by Millburgers during the show and have your question answered in person. And now it's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9 30 a.m. The answer. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening. It's uh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. Sorry. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Milton Glick, along with uh, Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace Hazlett, and we're ready to talk gardening with you. Uh, just call us 210-308-8867. Or as the intro says, you can. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, Calvin. I got this thing on my. There we go. That should help. Uh, yeah, you can, if we if we get untangled here, we can. Yeah. <laughs> you can uh, come on by and visit with us in in person. It's a beautiful day. My goodness, it's gorgeous. And uh, Calvin's article in the uh, the newspaper today uh, just kind of hits on uh, topics that uh, we might want to discuss, uh, or you might want to. Uh, maybe you've got a kind of a an idea of things that you want to do in 2024. Um, that uh, you can um, better, yes. uh, okay. That you can uh, maybe we can help you with. So if your uh, goal is to do blank, then we can probably help you there. But talk about your article, Calvin. Well, it's uh, it's in, in tune with uh, New Year's and yeah. re- resolutions for gardeners. And the neat thing about uh, being a gardener, the the more the more you know. Uh, the more useful it is in terms of the community and yourself, you know, I just, when I do resolutions on it for, mm-hmm. for gardeners, I think, well, gosh, you know, you can improve your uh, diet, get exercise, get kids all excited. You know, we've, uh, a few years ago, I guess we should re- resurrect that, too. We did some research, and, and uh, our research was consistent with the research all over the uh, nation now about uh, young people if they're involved in gardening they they do better in school they do better in contentment with their lives and uh, uh, it's uh, just a positive uh, situation all around and and of course all of us have been seeing kids mm-hmm. participating in the classes and in the, the gardens and the certified butterfly garden and and it's, it's pretty exciting to see them so enthusiastic about it all. Uh, and then, of course, I, I emphasize, as part of the initiative, I emphasize the potential for gardeners uh, to um, go contribute to issues like uh, monarch, uh, yeah. improving the monarch population. The, uh, the thing I think that, uh, uh, and I... 
I'll admit I haven't done it. It's like many of my New Year's resolutions to lose weight or to uh, to do stuff. But uh, I think joining uh, so many great gardening groups in San Antonio and just about one for every aspect of gardening. I think yeah, I mentioned joining that, one too. of the gardening groups, uh, whether it's Master Gardeners or uh, the Rose Society. GVST. Yeah, yeah GVST. Uh, gardening Volunteers of South Texas is a perfect thing to do in the new year to enhance your gardening all around. Mass, master Naturalists. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, some of the garden clubs have some amazing uh, programs, too. So, Well, and I, I don't mean just the programs. I mean, you know, the camaraderie, uh, getting in touch with peers who enjoy something you do, too, too. But speaking of uh, classes and stuff, too... Uh, this really wasn't meant to be a plug, but, uh, you know, Millburgers has classes throughout the year. Uh, I think we actually have sign-up sheets for it now for, the, for these oh, two. Yeah, that's right, for Calvin's? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Day late, dollar short, but we got them. We got them. Uh, how are we doing on them? Uh, this morning, it looked like it was like four on one and five on the other. All right, it's like about that. nine. On two, well, oh, I got two one. Classes, classes. That's right. I got one. This morning, uh, okay. For when I came for uh, that, I have to put on the list. But uh, yeah, it's. But, uh, and I'm sure my wife will sign up for at least one of them. <laughs> Trace, that's time. that's dangerous. It's it a is. free class, but <laughs> not free to me. Yeah, I know that's the problem. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, MillburgerNursery.com is the place to go to kind of follow all those. David Rodriguez is frequently here discussing topics that are timely. I think, we just, um, I think we just settled on dates, so if, oh, good. It, if it's not on the website, it will be soon. Okay. Well, David is also David and his master gardeners are also an important part of our um, monarch and milkweed uh, initiative too, along along with the uh, even the master gardeners from uh, New Braunfels are uh, involved from the beginning. So, who doesn't love a caterpillar? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, we, well, we better tell David to put, make sure he, I would check that schedule. Make sure he's got enough time uh, a- allocated to help in that program, too. But we can also open it up, you know, 210-308-8867. If you want to promote your uh, if you're part of the I don't know which ones are still around now. Uh, COVID kind of messed with everything, but I imagine the Herb Society is still going strong, the Rose Society. Uh, Water Garden Society. Yeah. So, uh, Xerophyte, Cactus and Xerophyte, do you know if they're I still... I don't recall seeing one of those, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. Yeah, no, no. I, oh, I know it exists, because we used to get calls, but uh, I don't know after... Like I said, with everybody went, you know, kind of precautionary, or went uh, video, it was uh, some of them kind of Went down a little bit, so yeah, you can call. I know the men's, gar- your... men's garden club, who, yeah. uh, of course, was the originator of the youth garden at the botanical gardens and been involved in all kinds of of things. And uh, it's they call themselves the men's garden club, but uh, uh, over half the members are women, <laughs> and the leadership quite often is is women. And uh, I know they're still active because I went to their. Uh, uh, celebrate Christmas celebration oh, wow. okay. this, this winter. Yeah, it's quite a. It's amazing, and the, th- the thing, the, that issue you brought up too, Milton. It is important. I didn't mean it, to. What did I bring up? 
Yeah, but but you know you you can. There's a whole bunch of things you know. Okay. You uh, you brought have, up a whole bunch of things, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> have fun. Right. With participation, and you you can pick and choose the the degree of involvement you want. You know, the master gardeners, you got to go to the classes and attendance, mm-hmm. and you got to do so much volunteer service. Some of the other ones you don't have. But to But even have then, you could probably pick the classes that interest you. Yeah, that's right. And, then, and still come up with enough credits. And, oh, yeah. And then in almost all of those programs, if you want to just dig in the dirt, they got the opportunities. And I'll, they, I'll unlock my back gate. They can come <laughs> over. <laughs> and they, all, they, they also, the, uh, you, you got an opportunity to really contribute to the uh, community if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're interested in the, the environment. And you're interested in things like saving the monarchs. Uh, those those organizations that we've talked about here are are real opportunities to to play. Okay. And I bet role. like the uh, uh, food bank, they, yeah. they have a, a place that they grow stuff. Yeah, even if you just want to have fun, I bet you they would take volunteers to. Yeah, I bet you're right. You know, we'll, we'll have to reach out to them because yeah, that's. That is super important because uh, they grow a lot of stuff themselves. They yeah. do, and it's it's. I think that's one of the biggest challenges for food bank is not getting canned goods or things like that, but is getting fresh fruits and vegetables yes. uh, that they can uh, make part of what they uh, and that's what a, they give to people. That's a cool resolution too. I, I mentioned that that a lot of you know a lot of gardeners like to grow things not necessarily because they're going to eat them. But just because they're they're kind of fun, fun to grow, you know, uh, kale and uh, all kinds of uh, attractive. Uh, so what you're saying is, when they get too much of it, instead of giving it to their neighbors, which probably close the door after a while, uh-huh. uh, take it to the food bank. Actually, that's a great suggestion, and I think you can. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Well, and our food bank does a good job of organizing, oh, and taking advantage of that supply route to they are scary efficient uh i think it's like a one per seven ratio for every dollar you donate is like seven dollars worth of food but they, i mean it is uh, don't quote me but it's pretty close i know it's one to seven on something but it is just amazing how okay, we will we'll have to get eric on the line too and talk about that maybe we'll get their uh their coordinator on that coordinates that and find out what was there? What Eric, they're growing. Eric was just on the on the media, but he was complaining about something. Oh, okay. So a good I did, cause. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, not what he said. It was a good, a good cause, which surprised me a little bit because he's he's got so many uh, positive causes that he can talk about. But this this one was a uh, hey, you know, we're, we do a lot of good things here in the community and. Uh, Especially with uh, the food situation, so here's this issue we need to deal with this too. And that, oh, okay, that's that's cool. That you need that in a community, and uh, we got lots of it. We got uh, the environmental stuff. We got the food, the uh, food bank, uh, the industry. Well, the, the surprise, it's surprising the uh, uh, how much. Involvement we have in the industry for like water conservation. That's yeah, a, that's always amazed me that uh, for the thirty years I've been here, just uh, uh, get you get it's easier to get the job done when you have your in, your horticulture industry, your gardening industry 
and the commercial folks that realize that if you you don't have a if you don't have enough water to do all these things your 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 horticulture industry is not going to prosper either so that's cool Lots right. of lots of issues. So two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, and I'm gonna see if y'all like this idea. If you if you want to just answer it, if it's easy, you can do that too. But I've got my Belinda's dream. You all saw it, and I'm trying to figure out how to trim it up. Ah, she's sure showing off with that. I know. Door. Well, I'm proud. It's uh, it's one of the better looking things in in the yard, uh, besides the cyclamen, by the way. Uh, but and besides Laura. What's that? Yes, definitely besides yeah, Laura. Yeah, all right, yeah. Uh, but the, because um, she's the one that makes sure they all stay alive, too. Uh, but if we had somebody with the San Antonio Rose Society that wanted to call and uh, give me advice on how to trim it up now, we've got an hour. Otherwise, I'm going to go to these guys and get their advice. So, uh, so well, 2-1-0, you'll be helping a lot of people. Well, I'm, I'm you read a say buy a new one, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's, what's, and I, what's fine. It's I can, I can get a new one too, but I, I may need to trim that one. And so. I always, and I'm uh, an advocate for those uh, uh, tough modern roses and uh, old fashioned roses. The a minimal attention to them. They do so well without having to do a lot of pesticides or pruning. Uh, that's what makes them so great. So, so two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. San Antonio Rose Society can call and help me. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So I didn't plan this segue. Uh-oh. I promise. Okay. The antique roses have been ordered. Oh. Okay. And they did have some earth kind roses. So. Belinda's Dream and Grandma's Yellow are going to be... Grandma's Yellow? In that batch. Wow. Both of those are kind of hard to find, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Very yeah. limited. Wow. Oh, remember we I found... Grandma's he Yellow. He found that them last year, too. Did you find uh, Grandma's Yellow last had, year, too? I had a certain number of them booked, and when they were gone, they were gone. Okay. Ooh. Uh, and then I eventually found some Belinda's yeah, Dream. Yeah, they're, they're wonderful. But it's nice to start out with some. Yeah. And not try to just find some every uh-huh. week. Do you, do you want people to, if they're like super interested? Oh my gosh, when do they come in? I know. Can they call and get on the wish list now? Would that they, be good? They can. Uh, theoretically, it'll be the last week of the month. Oh, last week of January. Yeah. Okay. What about but you? Can uh, call the the nursery and get on the wish list. Two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero. That doesn't guarantee you anything, right? No, but, uh, but another does, thing you do this, get a call. This, this uh, grower does that. I haven't seen available other than from him mm-hmm. is Lady Banksia. Oh, uh, wow. So it's not really a rose. It's a Luita, but everybody calls it, what, Seven Sisters, I think, uh, is one common name for it. Is that uh, the one that you... It looks like a climbing oh, rose, yeah. but it's kind not of a rose. all over. Yeah, but you it's... You see it all, all through. It's de- that's deceptive because the classic is that weeping thing out in that full sun, very attractive. But it also... I've got one that is woven into the live oak trees to find the sun. It's oh. up there 40, 50 feet. Goodness. Now that's, it's amazing. That's always limited. In fact, many years we can't get him at all. Wow. But uh, we did secure some yellow and some white. Okay. What about, what about the yellows the, are the ones I've seen throughout town. What about my favorite, the one that uh, used to be the... Uh, they, they declared it a uh, old-fashioned, but it turned out it's a modern. Uh, oh, is it the Katie Road? Yeah, 
but it's that, called something else. You gonna have that? Uh, it's on the list. Good, good. Is good. it called something else now? Um, is that the two Highway two ninety one? Oh, I don't know. Pink, uh, the Katie. Uh, see, Katie Road. Katie Road, pink. Uh, and then there was uh, founded. Oh, Carefree Beauty. Yes, pink. Okay. Carefree Beauty. Uh, that the neat thing about That's that. That's a pretty rose. Yeah, it is. Uh, large, large bloom and a uh, little more red color than your Belinda Stream. Yeah. And uh, also has some uh, uh, rose hips. It produces rose hips. Is it as fragrant as my Belinda's Dream? Is it what? As fragrant? <laughs> uh, to me, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I, I can't f- smell so, either. So of now them. i got to ask him, what is a rose hip? Yeah, what's a rose hip? A rose hip? Yeah. It's a little uh, fruit, like uh, an, an apple or a crab, a crab apple. Oh. In fact, they're, they're kind of related to uh, a crab apple. It, but it's uh, in the, a lot of the old-fashioned roses have produced. Uh, seed, it's a seed and, uh, and oh. ca- that carries the, the uh, fruit. Fruit carries the seed, and then it... It's also a uh, really uh, a food that the birds and the wildlife like. But would, it, would my neighbor like it? Would, would they you, eat it? I don't know. Are you some, giving? Yeah. I'm asking. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. They, there may be some health benefit to it. Tea, I'll tell you why in a they second. May, they make a tea? tea out of it. Yeah, it's really. It's got. It's a little bigger. And most of the rose hips. I've seen them. I just never knew they were edible. Yeah. I know that, like, they used to. I don't see them as much. Like, used to buy vitamin C uh, bottles. And it said, it would say, like, you know, vitamin C, so many milligrams with rose hips. But I don't know if that made it more absorbable. I don't know what they did. But that, but I don't know if I see that anymore. Well, it's uh, just the same as probably the same nutritional power as uh, apples. No, oh, I don't know. Crab, crab apples. Thing. But that's cool. So we mentioned uh, the, the, the Belinda's Dream and then the uh, Grandma's Yellow, uh, the Katie Road Pink, the Metabolus. Lady Banksia, Metabolus. Is that the same? No, that's, oh, oh, that's you, my oh, favorite. Is that yeah. your favorite? Yeah, I was going to say. that. Was yeah, very, that's a good one, though, too. Huge. In some years, blooms nine, ten months out of the year. It's amazing. And will that be just a couple weeks before Valentine's Day? It will. Aha! I'm beginning to see how you're working. <laughs> so you want to get a real rose, not a that can be enjoyed for a long, long time. True, but I seriously doubt they're blooming at the time. Okay. But uh, it's, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> okay. Minus the thorns. All right. Well, we will keep talking about this and more. Uh, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. I'm looking for advice on how to trim up uh, my rose, my uh, Belinda's dream for for best look. So uh, if you want to call, this, you get to be the expert. Uh, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM. This is The Answer. A little 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. One of the cool things about recommending something to somebody uh, is uh, when you get the reports back and they match your experience uh, and uh, people tell you how happy they were. That's exactly what happened with uh, Prusky's Meat Market there in Atkins, Texas. Uh, some folks at the station uh, went out and they got the Christmas packages or they got gifts from Prusky's or they got the prime rib for Christmas. And I don't remember that, Trace. Did, did we, we get our... Prisky's uh, samples too. I got a sample once. <laughs> we'll have to keep working on that. But I got great reviews from everybody about how good it tasted, what a terrific experience it was, uh, even even how efficient they were in terms of picking it up. So uh, if you want to get an old-fashioned uh, experience where if you, you remember how it was when the butcher was behind the counter, you could talk to the person, you could get advice on what to get. Uh, they got some jalapeno, uh, some jalapeno stuffed quail uh, and stuff that they just saw that Prusky's had out. That was kind of fun. Uh, did you want jalapeno quail? No, I was thinking more along the line of a Swedish sausage. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll have to find some over there. I do know, do know they have it. But head on over there, and you'll like the experience, too. I promise you there's uh, lots of... Uh, football in the air that's going on right now. Uh, if you're going to have people over and you want to impress them, Prusky's Market is the best way to do it. And uh, you can also save money, too. And Prusky's can tell you that. Ask them how to plan for the new year and uh, eat healthier with uh, the Anta Meats. Prusky's Market on Ak- in Atkins, Texas on Highway 87 between 410 and 1604. And it's, you'll find them online at Prusky'sMeatMarket.com. That's Prusky'sMeatMarket.com. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. I remember you feeding us once, Milton. I did, I fed you, fed you once. Just like yeah. Calvin, I brought the little sausages, Calvin brings tomatoes, we need to coordinate, which, but it was good, wasn't it? It was good. Yeah. We really, your idea on the uh, the food bank is a, is a terrific one. We'll have to get them on because, yeah, so many of our, our gardeners, especially with the tomatoes, uh, have that wonderful problem of having too many. Too many, yes. Yeah. And uh, that would be terrific if they could uh, we could figure out a way to, to do that. Maybe there's even a partnership. I bet there is. I bet there is, too. All right. Uh, let's see. What else uh, for uh, New Year's resolutions? We talked about joining a group. Uh, let's see. Is there any other things that we can talk about? What else did you mention? Well, let's see. We ta- talked about uh, 12 months of color. Mm. That's, that's uh, uh, a, uh, in, our, in our situation, in our climate, it's a real possibility, relatively easy to do. And it's, it's, it's so neat uh, because it... Uh, of course, the, we got the butterflies to go along with it, 12 months of butterflies along with 12 month, months of color, and they, uh, lots of choices. And we can uh, also go into, uh, we haven't talked about this as much as we used to, uh, Trace, uh, the new uh, kind of variations on gardening, trying, you know, kind of testing yourself, trying to uh, develop uh Gathering some new technology, getting involved in. Although you you got you did bring that up about the uh, clubs, 
uh, groups that were active and what were they doing now. But uh, well, the Water Garden group, Rose group. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's see. Oh, the uh, zero scare, uh, not zero scape, but the. Uh, uh, cactus. Yeah, the xerophyte and cactus. Yeah, cactus. I think I'm saying that right. Cactus. Am I saying that right? I think cactus so. Feet. Okay. Um, and uh, and then we talked about that that huge variation between the the, the various uh, groups, gardening groups, in terms of their activities, their their goals, and how much commitment mm-hmm. you they want to make for you. And uh, it's a uh, it's amazing how how they find gardeners find time even when they work full time mm-hmm. uh, to uh, participate in some of those projects. And these these groups that are in our community uh, make it possible. You know, you can be a be a forty hour a week person, or you can be a, a two hour a week person. Yeah. And so, and you have fun. You. Pick the projects you want, and uh, you uh, work with other the other gardeners. Well, you just got to go to one of the classes, and uh, the di- the different classes. You know, like David's uh, some of David's classes compared to some of our classes, and the different personalities that are involved, different ages, uh, and then the. Commitment, uh, commitment, and enthusiasm for uh, for the uh, projects. Uh, so there are lots of opportunity there. Um, it is therapeutic too. Gardening? Yes. Yeah. Actually, uh, I was going to mention that too, but you tell why, and I'll I'll tell why. Maybe. Well, for a lot of people, it's getting up off the couch yeah. and actually exercising doing something. and something. So yeah. Um. I I would be willing to bet that if you Google and I could try it, uh, the therapeutic value of gardening, you would find beside you'd find exercise. I think there's a mental health component. Mentally stimulating. Yeah, but did you know? And I'm going to wing this, so I'm probably not a hundred percent right. That there is a either a microbe or something in the soil that when you dig it up, you stir it up, and you breathe it in. And it releases endorphins in your body. Is that why you were out there eating that dirt the other day? (laughs) I was hungry, and we didn't have anything, and Mm -hmm. y'all wouldn't offer me any food. No, but yeah, as you stir it up and you dig, you get it. You know, you get the dust and stuff, and that's so. It's like the three-second rule. You, you drop your tomato, you <laughs> well, get some dirt on it. You can. Well, you're not supposed to eat it. It's more breathing yeah, in, well, actually. Right. It took me a while to learn why mothers put up with their kids eating soil, and I guess that must be it. Huh? You don't have to eat the soil. You just have to to be a part of it. Breathe it in. Get your hands dirty. All that kind of stuff. But yeah, it releases endorphins and. Uh, has some kind of therapeutic value, so that's why you're you're always kind of very mild mannered and happy and. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You mean how gr- grumpy Trace? You're talking no, about? no, no, no. <laughs> he's uh, when he's out in the soil, you ought to see him. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. All right, I'm trying to think of anything else that might be good. Uh, I'll kind of surprise you with stuff. I know people, for people that have not grown, kind of what Calvin made me think of this, 
maybe they want to grow more of their own food, like tomatoes, but they haven't done it. They're novices. Uh, where's a good place to start? Actually, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they grew tomatoes, and they did that really well. But they said they wanted to do something else next year, but they didn't know where to start. Well, a lot of times, one of the best places to start is like the classes that David gives, uh, the yeah. vegetable classes. And then there's other opportunities to just uh, just like that, too. But David probably is the gives the most of them and uh, has access to the, all those resources of the Agricultural Extension Service. Um, that That's a great. And then you, you kind of graduate if you want, if you, you know, if you want to get real organized and you you look at the master gardeners and uh, and the gardening volunteers of South Texas are someplace mm-hmm. in between there. And there's community gardens that you could do and then learn from people. The uh, when, when, when is the uh, Rutabaga Society meeting here? Because both people who listen who are in it will probably want to know. Do you remember? 2030. <laughs> you know, that's a, that, that's a sensitive issue because is I, I have not, I don't see any of my rutabagas well, you are have fi- terminated. You are 50% of the uh, membership. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so the, so that I, that's, a, that's an issue. I, I wonder what's, how the other... Uh, what's wrong with your rutabagas? Why are they so I sad? I don't know. Uh, then I, I would be interested in hearing from uh, gardeners, and maybe Trace, you have on the um, on our uh, Crawford lettuce too. Are they having? Are we having good germination? I have not had any reports. That's what I'm. I'm surprises I, I think, me a bit. I think the biggest vegetable I've had conversations with the last seven days was artichokes. Huh. So good, or, good or bad? Good. Oh, good. Okay. But and it's, it's always a question: Do you wait for the flower? Or do you eat the fruit? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So do you wait for the flower? I or would eat the first fruit, and I would probably let the other one, the other two that pop up on the sides flower. Okay. So you get the best of both. So artichokes, artichokes. Okay, that's the leafy things mm-hmm. that you peel and you dip in butter. Yep. So what or is... Or mayonnaise. Okay, that's right. You do mayonnaise. What is it that that is called? Mayonnaise? Is that the fruit, or is that the the flower comes from? It would from have there? to be the bud, because it opens up in the... Oh, does it? It goes from that to the flower. Okay, that's what I was wondering. All right. Huh. So do you, do you, don't, you don't eat stuff unless you know exactly what to call it, no? no I was just curious. Because oh. yes. he, he said, you know, do you eat it, or do you let it flower? And I was like, okay, is the flower off to the side, or... But you say if I let that go, kind of like broccoli will, where uh, the broccoli will begin to flower. The broccoli, sure, but the artichoke is pretty. Oh, I wouldn't oh, say a, oh. a flowering broccoli is pretty. Yeah, but the broccoli. This has been a great year for broccoli. The, those heads are this big, and they're uh, not, they're slow to to bloom. So you got a lot of time to use them in uh, pieces, lots of recipes and things. So. Uh, that that is that's that's happening. Cauliflower is really doing well. Uh, the greens of all kinds are are, are doing well too. Uh, so it surprises me on that lettuce and uh, on the rutabagas. I, I suspect there's a conspiracy against the rutabagas. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is is that what the what the Rutabaga Society is talking about now, the Rutabaga Conspiracy? Yeah. Oh, 99% man. of the world can't be wrong, though. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I don't know. There's a conspiracy to keep the rutabaga down. <laughs> Since it's a root vegetable and all, get it? Keeping it down? It, t- it took me a minute. Okay, thank you. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Um, if you had to pick a, I was mentioning to her broccoli, I said that right now we talk about broccoli, we talk about cauliflower, cabbage. Uh, is there a uh, a starter vegetable that's pretty forgiving if you're new to all this? Leaf lettuce. Oh, where? Like the leaf, leaf lettuce? Oh, yeah. Well, if you, if you can get it, yeah, well, usually it is. Uh, I'm wondering if the gardeners out there are having uh, luck with getting it to uh, germinate. Well, they can buy it here. Okay. And they can also get some free Crawford they lettuce can. here, too. So that that's one of the things. Um, Rutabaga, let's see. Turn... Uh, Beets, beets are coming up. Radishes are coming up. Okay, are they pretty forgiving? Radishes, for sure. i, I got to get them by seed, though. So they're very fast. So even mm. even if you neglected them for a little while, you'd probably still have something to eat. Yeah. And, and they, you do it from seed, right? Yep. Yes. And how how many, I'm uh, sorry, what time of year do you seed them? About, uh, Is it too late? Or can I seed them now? Four weeks ago, or six weeks ago. Oh, okay. I, so bet, you I, got time. I bet you got time, Milton. Oh, okay. They're, they're oh, super yeah. fast. And I know beets are really good for you. Yeah. And the top, they're, they're my favorite greens, except they don't they don't produce a lot of greens. But, gosh, they're tasty and nutritious for sure. Well, in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about onions. Are onions fairly forgiving, or are they a medium, from an easy, medium, and... And her expert, it's easy. pretty easy. Are they okay? Yeah. I think people over, oh. uh, over garden them. You know, they can't believe that you just do a trench and then just press some soil against them and just uh, let them let them grow there. And uh, so they want to, yeah, you know, they want to manipulate and turn over the soil and. Uh, Fertile, well, fertilization is good. Of course, they do. They respond to fertilizer for sure. But right. yeah, they're great. They're easy, very easy. Cool. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I want to make sure we give them plenty of time. So we'll take our break now. When we come back, we'll talk to James. He's got a broccoli question. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Any old place I call my home, I gotta go. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Well, if you were frustrated by your pest control company in 2023, then you need to call the Spider-Man. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control since 1976. That's a long time ago. It doesn't seem that long, honestly. But uh, it sure is, and they've been keeping customers happy, both residential and commercial. Spider-Man knows what he's doing and is pretty much considered one of the uh, major experts in San Antonio when it comes to pest control. In fact, other pest control companies call him when they have a problem that they don't know how to solve. So you can call him directly. Uh, They're open again on the 2nd, but the number is 210-656-3721. That's... 
210-656-3721 or online at GoSpiderManTest.com. You can see the great reviews, see how much people like them, see how many, you know, uh, just, just check them out. You will be very happy with Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control like so many people are. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. 210-308-8867. James is on the line. What's happening to your broccoli, James? Well, James, you there? There hey, it is. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm here. What's happening with your broccoli? How can we help you? Um, uh, I'm just wondering when I need to seed the, the trays for the broccoli um, transplants. Uh, do they need to go in uh, the third week of February uh, in the ground? Oh, the, the, the broccoli? So he's going to grow his own transplants. Yeah, that seems a, uh, it seems a little late. What, uh, what, For spring, though. Say, so they need to go in uh, so they're ready at the end of January? That's, it's kind of cold in February. Yeah, but the February February first is the is the t- time we generally we're talking broccoli, right? Uh, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower. Yeah, yeah. If you wait much longer than that, then you then you're uh, quite often you're uh, uh, intercepted by the warm weather, and it, they don't produce. You know, when we yeah. do, when we do when we do the broccoli, we say get it in early, and so you can harvest. The big head for Thanksgiving, and then, and then you can harvest the uh, uh, smaller heads, or or and you can get a second crop in if you get it in by March first. The transplants in by March first. But James, you're trying okay. to you're trying to get to grow the transplants from seed right now, right? Yeah, I haven't grown broccoli uh, for uh, many years, and now I need to grow a few hundred plants for a spring crop and I had forgotten what is the transplant date in this area to transplant broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower. Yeah. So well, if, you, if I know the transplant date, I can count backwards four or oh. five weeks and know the seed date. Well, I'd, I'd uh, according to my memory of the, um, <laughs> that it's uh, February 1st. Okay, I'll get them okay. started. Yeah, I'll get them started uh, today then. Okay. Yeah, sounds, it sounds, sounds like a plan, good. man. Thank, Thank you, you James. guys. Yeah, you betcha. Bye-bye, right. James. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. And toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, if you're calling from outside of San Antonio, but I think everybody's cell phone now. You don't. I don't even know how... It works with toll-free. I just, yeah. So, anyway. All right. So, <laughs> what are you mumbling about? I'm just mumbling. Just mm-hmm. let me mumble. All right. Just, you don't got to just dominate my room. Reverend and All right. So, let's see. What else did we talk about? We were talking about uh, goals for 2024. Um, I and think, actually, what I, that could be one of the goals, too, is we get lots of calls with people who want to do, like, he was... He's talking about it for a different reason, but who want to do more things from seed, even though they know they're transplants and even though they know that that's not the challenge. They're looking for that challenge of doing it from seed. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of people get a satisfaction 
out of uh, growing it from seed more than they do out of transplants. Of course, there's some things that, you, you know, if you want to be driven crazy, oh. just try to do it by uh, seed constantly. Spinach is one that... Oh, really? Yeah, that I... I w- oh, and that, the one that I have never had good luck with is stocks. Yeah. As, as much as I like them, they're... I very, wonder why. Very, very difficult. Is it oh, the weather, or is it... Yeah, they're, they're, they're very... They're, uh, and then there's some... Some stocks are not not quite as demanding as uh, things like cyclamen. Cyclamen, you just wouldn't grow them because the, the weather weather is not uh, conducive to the... Well, you said cyclamen was a bulb, too, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I guess you have to have a seed before you have a bulb. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, depends on it depends on the plant. Some, some well, you know, you don't ne- always need it. You, a lot of bulbs grow uh, grow in the ground. No, but um, but you don't. Have which a, came first, the seed or the bulb? Well, sometimes you never have a seed. So oh, okay. It's just a bulb. But there are there are some that have seeds and and, and develop bulbs too. But cyclus, yeah, cyclamen stocks are tough. Um, let's see. Well, you know the lettuce, the the the, the covering up the lettuce has always been mm-hmm. a, an issue. So, uh, so see, seeding is is more difficult, but it is satisfying. Even the kids, the kids. Uh, well, I guess, I guess because you're you're accomplishing a a real. Conversion from here's this yeah. seed that looks like nothing. Yeah, to all of a sudden, to, uh, there's a there's a plant that's growing, mm-hmm. and then suddenly here's a radish or here's a flower coming out of this this plant that started out as a seed. No, we've had people that have argued with you guys about, you know, why would you want to do it from seed when you can just come here and get a transplant and. And be happy, but th- I know they like it. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm with them kind of too. It's uh, it's kind of fun. I like I like doing the planting and then you know starting like the third day or fourth day afterwards to go and see if any, if everything oh, okay. started coming up yet. And, um, and I think a lot of people do that. Hmm. So where do you find? I guess on the seed packets is the best way, but. Where do you find advice about when it is? So let's say you wanted to grow, um, oh, I'm trying to think of a, a summer annual type thing. Oh, like Cosmos? Colorful. Okay, yeah. When when do you know when to plant that by seed? Well, I think nowadays that there's there's uh, publications that are, now of course, of course there's programs like uh, those that we offer here. Right. Uh, but there's also, there's also, uh, um, publications, you know, like the Extension Service has, uh, you know, spring vegetable gardening mm-hmm. or, or uh, winter vegetable gardening. Then uh, the b- blooms or, uh, you know, uh, Neil Sperry's uh, book will have a list, list all the plants that are reasonable to grow from seed. And it will also let you know. What the challenges okay. are? The challenges are of growing it from uh, seed too, and uh, so that that 
That that's pretty interesting. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. So let's see. And um, I just thought of a, a kind of a cool thing, which is uh, altruism through gardening, kind of like Trace's thing with the uh, uh, with the food bank. And but there are other things that I know that people do. Uh, you know, they, they they just volunteer their time to beautify a section of town or to do community gardens or stuff like that. We're going to take your altruism through gardening and uh, expand on it a little bit. Uh, we were talking about growing from seed. you have any thoughts on, uh, on kind of which plants are kind of fun? Because I know people enjoy doing it. That's what we were kind of discussing was even if they can come get the transplant and it's five times easier just to put the transplant in the ground and be so done. So how many times do you do that, Milton? I don't. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I wanna... I'm an impatient person, so I okay. want one already growing. But if I were going to do seed, it would yeah, be yeah. lettuce, okay. radishes, and carrots. Oh, okay. I forgot about the carrots. Okay. Well, this uh, uh, milkweed process, when it's this complex... Is that that's that's pretty fascinating, you know? You, uh, you, you when you compare the the, the various, you, you know, whether you you chill the this seed is going to come up sooner than the other seed, and uh, if you plant it a month sooner, you uh, have a much better chance. Those are those are pretty uh, challenging, pretty fascinating. Uh, situations too to to follow and to get involved with and I'd, of course that's that uh, I'm sure that drives the uh, farmers crazy the farmers that have been fighting the milkweed for years and years and years and then here we, here we are there uh, the uh, kids they send off to schools or to learn horticulture and now they're they're learning how to to grow milkweed now and uh, having trouble having trouble with milkweed we sold quite a few milkweeds this week just oh, really? for source for existing caterpillars that they have uh, decided to nurture did you the the okay. oh, they're still around yeah oh yeah they're I, i've got i got 14 i was telling them oh my gosh still. and uh, i'm finding the uh the, the little uh uh, houses, homes, on the, the sides, size of the the plastic containers, which is the first for me. I didn't. I was, I've been asking some of our uh, butter, butterfly uh, advocates where you know where are they? Where are they laying all these eggs? I mean, where are the caterpillars uh, making their their little houses? And they, they said, well, on the plants. On the containers, and this and this uh, this uh, is so late in the fall. I, uh, I just didn't expect to to see them all over. We need to get reports from Lulu about. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. How munchy, crunchy, chewy. I forget. Uh-huh. I get all the names that she had. Larry Curdy and Mo. <laughs> I think so. How many did she have? Was it like four or five? No, she. I think she had three, and then there. Okay. And then there were so uh, a couple other folks that had taken uh, 
some too and and the, they've got these special little houses tents kind of thing to uh, to put over the foliage oh okay and so they end up having the uh, the uh, housing they build the little pods on those uh, tr- those tents so so I heard a rumor that there's mm. a fly that goats after the chrysalis really I think you're right I don't think I've seen it, but I've I've, I've read about it, and the uh, there's also um, of course the the aphids are real obvious, and those uh, box elder type bugs, they're they're uh, real common. But the, you you know you hear about well how invincible the caterpillars are and and the milkweed plants, they really aren't. There's lots of uh, uh, even cucumber beetles are on are on the uh, some of the milkweed plants. Uh, it may be the tachnid fly. There's a video on uh, Google from the uh, the butterfly CEO saying telltale signs of a tachnid fly infestation of your chrysalis like this one infected with a tachnid fly. What, it, what, what just a, a basic uh, description? What does it look like? Uh, is it uh, silver? Well, this is a video, so hold on. Oh, okay. No, that's right. Uh, uh, yeah, we took a few monitors. This is from sbnature.org. Uh, no, we'll have to read some more and see how they describe them. Yeah. Well, right. that, that, that's some of the things that our, that our gardeners participating in the programs are getting interested in and seeing and uh, um, that a- as uh, gardeners get more skillful at uh, growing milkweed uh, we'll, we'll have more knowledge of how those uh, insects affect uh, the, the caterpillars and what we need to do to mm-hmm. protect them uh, maybe we can ask our expert uh, our guest next week and uh Oh, yeah. I bet they know uh, with the butterflies or butterfly. I know you told me, but I can't remember. That's who it okay. Was. I'll surprise you now. Okay. The zoo. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. I do. Well, 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 I, oh. I, I think that, that that's kind of funny, though, isn't it? Well, no. I don't want to. When we have a, a zoo there with the lions and giraffes and rhinoceros, and he he is the uh, caterpillar expert at the well, zoo. Butterfly. Butterfly expert. Yeah, I guess it's got to be both, but yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. I'm sure he's up for the challenge. Yeah, I don't think we're going to stump him. 210-308-8867. That's something we can actually talk about, too. Uh, kind of New Year's resolutions. I bet there are a lot of people that would like to do, like Millburgers has with that butterfly garden, and uh, build one uh, like that for the new year. Oh, yeah. that's, an, that's uh, Every time we have that class they they mm-hmm. ask about that too how many you know what would it take and are there plans out there we used to do the those uh oh, ra- raffles they were one of the best fundraisers oh around. where you gave away the the butterfly garden yeah who the top bidder would get the butterfly yeah. garden then a a team of master gardeners or gardening volunteers would go put put it in for for the winner 
All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call. We're going to get you caught up with the news. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment with Trace Hazlett and Dr. Calvin Finch. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery. Come visit us at 1604 on Boulevardy Road and say hello. Uh, 9.30 a.m., the answer is what you're listening to. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 in Boulevardy Road. Come out to visit or call us at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. And now back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Trace is answering a question off the air, which gives me a second to, y'all are okay, um, but to mention that if you need to have your questions answered and uh, you just come on by, Millburgers has lots of people uh, that can help you with uh, just about any question that you have. You can call us at 210-308-8867 or like those nice people. You can come by and ask your gardening question in person. Yeah, what was he asking about? He had a fantail? A foxtail palm. Foxtail, okay. And uh, it was doing like a bulby thing, and then the top would pull out. So the last, the only thing that's alive on a palm truly is the, the heart. And if that top pulls out, it's toast. Oh. So either there was rotting going on, and I didn't think of it at the time, but there is a beetle. Mm. That can go down and and do that same thing. Maybe they can hear you. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, no, about ten seconds. It sounded got like it got pregnant. It sounded, it said it got a big bulge in it. And well, if there's fungus or rotting going on in there, it's gonna. Yeah. Okay. And what were you suggesting again? The copper. Uh, there is a copper a copper spray, and I can't I can't remember which one off the top of my head. Uh, but there is a copper spray that lessens the chances of of that. Uh, the, the year we had the six degrees, a lot of people were recommending that to spray on their palms to to stop the the uh, heart from rotting. Oh, wow! Okay. And um, then the beetle, uh, I've heard a middle corporate sprayed or as a drench, as a preventative. Okay. I don't. I think once you have it, I don't think it's. Oh, so this would be kind of ahead of time. Right. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna have to. Look up the foxtail palm. Foxtail palm. Okay. I'm trying to remember. I know we, I'm sure we have them. Well, uh, it doesn't take cold. So oh, it doesn't like cold? If we were to get them, they'd be in the houseplant area. Oh, okay. How is so, the houseplant area? Um, it's it's going to be much better by yeah, this time next next week. Oh, good. Okay. Well, no, I took that Peter's back. working on it. He's ordering today, which means that we'll load... Probably next Thursday or Friday. Oh, so. So we'll see it the following Monday or Tuesday. Okay. So 10 days. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to trick Peter into coming on the show and telling us what's on. Well, he's or, next time you see him, he'll, he will have completed the order, so he probably could. Okay. Well, how do we trick him? We just kind of, hey, uh, just, uh, we're not. Don't have your headphones on. Hey, Peter, what's coming Ah, uh, okay. Could you step a little closer to the, <laughs> all right, we'll, uh, <laughs> Hey, uh, looking at the uh, at millburgernursery dot com, looking at the um, uh, the website and what's on sale. 
Uh, the first thing that pops up is not a sale item, but it's a way for you to save, which is Christmas tree recycling. It, yes. Uh, and then, uh, have you we, been getting any in yet? Well, is it already? Yeah. It's we've amazing. gotten six back already. Wow, okay. Well, you'll get more than that. Oh, yes. But uh, my wife would have been one of those if we had a real tree. It would have come down the, the day after, and okay. it had already, already been here. Yeah, it's sort of sad. Our neighbors have already turned off their Christmas lights and stuff like that. But they bring, if they got the tree here or they didn't get the tree here, as long as it's a living, as long as it's a Christmas tree, it's not a plastic one. Correct. Uh, and as long as it has no ornaments, nothing on it but tree. Right. No lights, no ornaments, okay. no stand. Just tree. Uh, by Bring it here before the 16th, and you'll get January 16th, and you'll get a 20% off coupon. That's true. That's great. And that can be used on everything except, I think, uh, uh, grass and... You mean a 20% rather than just a cash? Right. Oh, 20% towards... A- a purchase. Yeah. Oh, wow. And there, there's a couple exclusions, but... Um, I think grass and labor. I think yeah, I think that's what and I And it can't too. already be on sale. Okay. That's fair. Um, so, looking also, Christmas decor. Do we still have stuff 75% we, we, we off? We do. Oh, really? Yeah. I see the metal art has gone to it's, find homes. It's all found homes. Yeah. It was pretty much gone the, <laughs> on the 20... What was it? The twenty third that we were here at last, yeah. Uh, but but you still have it. It's seventy five percent off. You still have fall decor. Um, Some. There was a dab this morning, so we just put the reduced price on it and okay. stuck it on the clearance shelf. Okay. So yes, there's a handful of things. Ninety percent off. Um, roughly. Roughly. Okay. Hollywood cactus, 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 uh, is in the four inch pot. Normally seven ninety nine. Now fifty percent off. Onions, two ninety nine per bundle. Amaryllis bulbs, uh, specimen bulbs. What does a specimen bulb mean? Large bulb. Okay, that's what I figured. I know what specimen tree was. I didn't know. Uh, nine ninety nine pansies, four for five dollars. That's a good deal. You got some pretty pansies out there too. Uh, well, they're, they're really the all star of the most most cr- winter. Uh, gardens for flowers. They're, they they uh, can tolerate the most cold, and you, they're blooming when you put them in, and they're blooming when the winter stops stops being cold. So we actually uh, there are no more amaryllis like that. We uh, potted them yesterday. Oh, okay. So we tried to time out uh, to have them blooming for Valentine's. Oh. So the last thirty or forty, we put them in pots. Uh, and again, hopefully they will be blooming for Valentine's Day. Okay, that'd be a nice gift. Uh, calendula. Uh, there are still calendulas. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Four for five dollars. Uh, cyclamen on sale now in the four-inch pot. Normally it is six ninety-nine. Four for twenty dollars. Prim- primroses in that group too. It is. Yes. Four-inch pot. Four for twenty dollars. Uh, reblooming bearded iris flags. Four for twenty. Uh, that's another one that's slowly going to... Oh. We're, we're taking them at the moment, so they're still here. Okay. We're taking them at the moment, and we're potting them into gallon cans. Oh, okay. So that we can have a uh, a sale on growing ones in okay. March. It's amazing that one of the ones we potted yesterday... Yeah. ...already sprouted some leaves. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. That's yeah, what that's, I said. That's one of those plants that and, 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 responds and, really quickly. And when I see the reblooming, isn't that a special? It's a variety that's supposed to bloom more than once. So, yes. Okay. Uh, we've got the uh, Nature's Creation Organic Compost. Uh, we've got the 18-inch terracotta pots. We do. Four uh, for a hundred. Four for a hundred. Okay. How what was the compost? Oh, uh, it is the uh, uh, Nature's Creation Organic Compost. With mycorrhizal fungi. What was cost? A uh, forty-pound bag is nine eighty-eight. That's good. Normally twelve ninety-nine. And the twenty-two-inch uh, heavy-rimmed pots are three for a hundred dollars. And mark your calendar. January twentieth, ten to eleven thirty. House plants. Everything you need to know about house plants. Hosted by David Rodriguez. So uh, that's, that'll be a free seminar. Don't worry about the weather, because if the weather's good, they'll have it at the amphitheater, if it's like today. And if it's cold or bad, they'll have it in the uh, greenhouse, right? It might, it might be in the greenhouse regardless. Oh, you think so? Depends, oh, because that's where the house plants are. Depends on how much Peter orders. Okay. But that would be good, because that's where, like if, I said. If he fills it up, it might be standing room only in there. Okay. Very cool. So... So if I come to the nursery and I have a house plant question, Peter is the person to ask? If we have it or can get it, okay. he's the one to ask. Okay. But otherwise, anybody that can? Well, that, uh, most people. Yeah, okay. a lot of the staff do really well. It's amazing. When I look for an employee and I can't find them, I walk in the greenhouse and there they are. Oh, okay. I don't know if they're trying to stay warm or they're trying to educate themselves on the house plants. Well, let's assume they're trying to educate well, themselves. Let's hope. The, yes. All right, uh, 210-308-8867. But the uh, people really do take advantage of the um, the Christmas tree thing. And really the only requirements uh, are be here before the 16th, take everything off the tree, and that's about it. Yep. Yeah, and that you can get the, the 20% off coupon, which is great. We uh, had one of those uh, brought two back. Really? Yeah. So I assume he grabbed his neighbors. Yeah, I've... Uh, most, most people don't have two Christmas trees. We have had people brag about the fact that they, they grabbed their neighbors in, in earlier years. So, yeah, but... That's okay. Yeah. Your neighbor didn't care. You get the coupon. So there you go. All right. Let's see. I'm trying to think of uh, anything else to bring up sale-wise. Anything... That's uh, restocking. Any, any, I mean, we're... we're yeah. We've got lots of dates already. Uh, shade trees. Yeah, uh, you mentioned January. Probably loaded up on the uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, good. Uh, and that should be the bulk of our 15-gallon replacements. Um, so Wednesday or Thursday, they'll get here. The following week, it'll be 30-gallon on Tuesday. Okay. And a handful of 45s. The bounce of the 45s will come the next week. Uh, Baldwin Burlap will be not this coming Thursday, but the next Thursday, a bunch of live oaks. How big is 45? A 45-gallon tree is uh, twice as heavy as you'd want to pick up by yourself. Okay. So it's pretty big. They're pretty big. Okay. So those are the ones we actually price as installed because the average person couldn't move it or want to dig that hole. Okay. Um. So let's see, 15s this week. 15s this week. 30s next. 
45 week after. Great. Okay, good. And what kind of varieties? What do we got coming in? Uh, all kinds of oaks. Okay. So, uh, the most popular oak is, is Monterey. Uh, but we'll have Monterey, Burr, Chinkopin, Lacey's, uh, Red Oaks. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw some cypress trees on the order. Ooh. What kind of cypress? I know uh, the Montezuma. Arizona, I believe. Okay. Yeah. What um, kind of? Bald and burlap trees, so like crepe myrtles, uh-huh. uh, will probably be the first week in February. Uh, bald and burlap red buds, first week in February. The fruit tree restock should be the last week of January. Oh, okay. Uh, antique roses should be like the 20th or so of January. Are there any fruit trees that don't come in in the winter, or is pretty much everything? Well, That's what our, I kind of our, booking, our booking for citrus and avocados is not... Supposed to hit till March. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hops should be in soon. Which ones? Hops. Oh yeah, y'all grow the hops. Uh, all I know is the month of January, so I don't know a date. Okay. Do people grow hops to to do beer, or do they grow hops just because they're pretty and they like them? A little of both, I'm little. assuming. Okay. Yeah, because they're always pretty neat. They're always by the greenhouse. You always... Well, that, we have that arbor yeah. that we had custom made for there to uh, to grow it on. Okay. That is cool. Yeah, so lots of things coming in. And we mentioned earlier the uh, wish list. So if you've got something that you're hoping for but don't know when it's going to come in, you can call them. And when it comes in, when they can get it, they will call you. And that number is 210 497 Three seven six zero, but you can find it at millburgernursery.com. It's millburgernursery.com. All right. So, what else do we need to talk about? Uh, anything? Well, we can talk about the. Uh, in, um, we've mentioned the f- uh, fact that David's going to start his classes again. We're going to also start uh, some classes. The rodeo tomato pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, historically, it happens. Yeah, the uh, when when is the rodeo? Is the middle of? Uh, I think it's the second week in February. It sounds right, but I'll double check. Yeah, so that that's always a, a fun, an important. Uh, I remember all those, all those tomatoes, that were uh, available uh, last last spring. There, uh, Thunderbird? Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds said they did they did well. They're still doing well. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. I got a lot of, I'm harvesting a lot of tomatoes. I got a lot of green ones. Oh, someone else was uh, the same person that was talking to me about the other things to grow. Yeah, it looks like the, uh, everything starts uh, at the beginning of February. Oh, here are the, here are the artists. Uh, oh, no, January 26th, looks like, and then uh, goes on through uh, from through February um, but she uh, was very excited because she read uh, and practiced it. Picked off tomatoes from uh, either Tycoon or Thunderbird. I can't remember which one. Uh, they were green. Put them in a paper bag along with a banana. And I guess the banana emits a gas that causes them to ripen. Uh, I, I don't know if there's more gas from the banana or the tomatoes. Oh. Now the tomatoes are ripening pretty well on the on the plants. Are they? I've got red ones every day on the cherries. Yeah, 
And so, on the gar- the even the larger ones at the in a lot of gardens. So what is the in your opinion the difference between a vine ripened tomato and a tomato that you took off green and ripened in a bag with a banana? Well, one it, I I think it's if you can have vine ripened that uh that, that would be the first Okay. Choice, but we, I think we rate, uh, would choose the, the varieties as more important than when, when you picked them. Although, oh, you know, you know, just like, uh, Ruby Crush and, uh, BHN 968, it's hard to beat them. And of course, then all the other big ones that, um, well, Thunderbird and, uh, the, the uh, other rodeo tomatoes, all, all of them are are pretty good, but it's they they do taste a little different d- depending on when you get the har when you harvest them. But they are generally generally having a a good harvest of tomatoes is better than not having any. Uh, so I don't I don't know I it's just like uh, if you have a, a bunch of these taste tests. When you when you have the test, not not just not just every year the same time, but how the weather was up to the time when you have the taste test, mm. a different a different tomato could potentially win the taste test every time. So I I, I don't put a lot of credence on the uh, taste on the difference, other than those two uh, smaller tomatoes which uh, seem to be tasty that sweet 100 really what a nice looking plant that it made and tomatoes but it, it it's got the same taste as the big tomatoes and not not the not the uh, t- same taste as the those little ones that are our favorites but uh, all of them all of them are doing well this year and i do have people who have already asked me when tomatoes will start arriving? Uh, when they show up on my availability, all right. I will bring in a handful. Okay. Probably celebrity because that's generally the one they come out with first. Yeah, it's good because people like that. Yeah, uh, we're going to have, let's see, when will we, I was trying to think of when we have the scheduled. Well, his, the, historically, the first tomato plants will be the first or second week of January. Oh, Okay. And our and our our rodeo tomato classes are a little later than that. One at Millburgers, I think the one at Millburgers is March uh, two. Do, do we know the name of the rodeo tomato yet? Are we allowed to say it? I don't know. Uh, I know I, I booked know. it. But, okay, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know the name. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember the name. Either. They should let us decide the name. We should be able to like vote for it. But you can't call the tomato Milton every year. <laughs> yeah. Why? Just one year is all I ask. Uh, and speaking of voting, I understand that Millburgers is in the... Uh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. So in the running for best nursery in San Antonio. So we need you to go to com, where you'll see uh, where you can click to go vote for the... From, and I think you can vote often in... Um, Yes, as often I, I as you like. So almost like the uh, Halloween yeah, costume exactly. contest. 
Yeah, so uh, go to millburgernursery.com and vote for Millburgers for your favorite nursery. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, and that's... Uh, and yes, feral cats can vote. Aha! Uh-huh. So we just have to train the cats to, to work the computer, huh? You just listen to them, they'll tell you. <laughs> they you probably will. There's an interesting article uh, online this morning that I don't know if you're, if everybody's computer is your, when you turn on your computer and stuff at home. Do I, don't, you, I don't have time for that. Oh, okay. Uh, there's articles, and I think this was in The Guardian. It was talking about your cat and what it's thinking. Yeah, cats are pretty controlling and how they manipulate us. And it's like cats have figured us out. And my favorite line was, if you own a dog and you were to die in the home, in your home, the dog would stay by your side until help came. And the cat would just start eating you. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Dude, too. All right. 210-308-8867. Let's take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery. 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Ooh, they're getting us some Melissa on 930 AM. The answer. Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or toll-free, 866-308-8867. So, yeah, it looks like about $2,900. Is that how much you were thinking? No. <laughs> okay. 210-308-8867, the number to call uh, to be a part of the show. Did you? I know you talked about it, but did you tell everybody uh, how to register for the classes and all that? Yeah, I was uh, looking looking at the dates. Um, we've because the classes involve uh, planting uh, s- some milkweeds or potting up tomatoes, and and everybody that attends uh, gets to take some home with them. Um, we also re- have a, uh, a limitation in the uh, number of seats in the class, so ba- basically, uh, 35 uh, attendees is what we can handle, and the first first class is the uh, milkweed uh, butterfly and milkweed class on February 3rd here at uh, Millburgers. And the way you register is you you call the uh, number, and the Mil- Millburgers will put you on their list as mm-hmm. long as there's a, a a uh, position of uh, available. And what's that phone number, Milton? 210-497-3760. Okay. That's good. And Thank then, you. Uh, and then again on uh, on February 24, the potting up class here at the Millburgers. Tomato potting up class is uh, uh, scheduled. And uh, both both of these classes will be at uh, 10 a.m. and uh, that's uh, same uh, same phone number. And uh, so February 3rd and February uh, 24th, and, and they're free. Both classes are free. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we hope that you uh, call in and uh, uh, choose to participate. And now, if you you also uh, uh, don't don't have an opportunity to, to participate on those days. The uh, class uh, 
the butterfly and milkweed class is, is scheduled for March 2nd at the uh, Education Resource Center at Medical Center there. So that that class is available. And uh, the phone number there is uh, th- uh, 210-382-4455. 210-382-4455. And then February 24th, uh, oh, uh, I mean February 17th is the... Uh, potting up class there at uh, the medical center too we're also tentatively scheduling a class at the uh, uh, New Braunfels Master Gardener Garden headquarters and uh, but we haven't got the uh, date finalized it'll be sometime probably probably March 16th okay so, and that and that <coughs> Uh, we'll take. We can take the number now at two ten three eight two four four five five, and uh, a little later, we'll uh, next week we'll be able to uh, take the, the phone number in uh, New Braunfels. Very good. Okay, and the classes fill up, so they do. Uh, San Antonio has a tendency to take a kind of wait and see. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to go, but I'll I'll make a reservation closer to the. Don't don't wait. On this one, because they do fill up. What? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm just re- remembering the uh, o- audience of the large number of people that mm-hmm. came. What did we? Oh, last year we had to s- switch some dates, and they still we still filled them up. Okay, uh, and I'm I'm gonna again mention too that we've got the Christmas tree recycling. Uh, you can bring your Christmas tree back to Millburgers for recycling by January 16th and receive a 20% off coupon. Remember, according to the to the nursery, uh, com, to remove all the ornaments. Please. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here, no pun intended. Uh, I'm saying we get four tomorrow during the show, that we see four come up. People still today are kind of like, you know, okay, it's still kind of the holiday. But Sunday, it's like, okay. It could happen. It could. And we see them when they pull up, and they look great. That's the thing. We need to, maybe we need to make another holiday. Uh, So that uses trees? Yeah. The used Christmas tree holiday. Well, it's already. We sell them half off. It's already (laughs) recycling. (laughs) That's true. There is an Arbor Day. That's true. When is Arbor Day? Several Arbor Days. Take your yeah. choice. Oh, do you want to uh, discuss what happens with uh, the tree once it's recycled? So it's uh, so we pile them up in the front until mm-hmm. we get enough to warrant uh, a pickup or a trailer. Sometimes there's five or six, like this morning we took six. Uh, sometimes there's 20 or 30. And uh, so we pick the appropriate vehicle and we haul them up the hill. Mm-hmm. And we have a recycle pile where... The trees go, but all the other there's lots of other things that are in that pile too. So um, we try not to throw much away in, in the trash trash. So anything that's left over from a job site, and whether it's grass clippings or leaves or dead branches that they've removed, those all go in there. And twice a year, we get this huge 18-wheeler-ish grinder that gets parked up there and takes them about three or four days, and they grind up everything including uh, pallets, for example, that aren't any good anymore. And oh, all, wow. all of that gets 
uh, spread back out over our bald and burdap trees, which in uh, will start showing up here pretty quick. Okay, so it's uh, uh, the material is not wasted. Instead, instead yeah. of us going and buying material, right. we're paying the grinder to do it, and then we use that material. Yeah, and then give the uh, person who brings it a nice reward to the yeah. Well, if you do some uh, some serious planning, it that smells twenty percent. That twenty percent is uh, could make it really sure, be a good deal. If you do uh, more than one tree, mm-hmm. but when they're grinding up their Milton, it, the fragrance is oh, is, is it great? Yes. Oh, that's cool. It's amazing. It smells like Christmas trees. It does. That's neat. The, the only thing I would say that was better, they used to carry a, a coffee ground mulch up there. Okay. So every time I drive up, I'd smell coffee, and it was just, it was great. Yeah, I was trying to remember. In fact, it used to be, I don't know if it still is, that the Millburgers used to buy coffee grounds from uh, places like Starbucks and stuff like that. Uh, used I haven't seen coffee coffee mulch up there in like three okay. or four years. Okay. And believe me, I could smell it if it could was you? there. Could yeah. are you? Yeah. Are you a big coffee drinker? Uh, that's, that's my thing. Okay. Yeah, Calvin wouldn't make it past. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world today. Uh, what are you doing in the garden, Calvin? Well, one thing we got to alert people to, uh, we, we used to, well, we try to mention this every time we talk about uh, primula or primrose, the... Uh, Slugs and snails really like primrose and primrose. And uh, I noticed mine that they were, I hadn't done my slug and snail bait like I tell everybody to do. And boy, they. Oh, no. Yeah, they, they'll go out, they'll find their way in the containers and everything and, and uh, get the foliage. Um, so you got to. Uh, the good news is that the uh, they respond pretty quickly to the slug and snail bait, so uh, you you don't have to. And here I was lose. thinking I was going to get to sell them some more primrose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rats. Yeah, I'm not sure I have any space left. Yeah, with that, with, with the uh, everybody bring wh- your snails and slugs to Calvin's house. Yeah, yeah. whopper begonias are are not. Passing away as they normally would to make room for all the. Although no. I got quite a few, but that whopper begonia still looks good. It, oh, has, it hasn't minded the temperatures in the 30s at all. Uh, we did forget to bring some things in, and they're not happy. We forgot to bring in the fire spike. It's not happy. Oh yeah, for sure. I guess we did get down 40. to like 35, 34. We actually had a, we had a light frost. Oh really? Two weeks ago. Huh. Give or take. Okay. So just enough to mess up one six-pack of begonias Oh. that was out here in the sun. The stuff that was under the pergola, uh, there was begonias there, and they had no issue. Huh. What what temperature does it have to be before you get a frost? Is that 32? I'm mm-hmm. guessing right at 32. Couldn't have been there very long. Yeah. Huh. But it's, it's deceptive. It's not always easy to predict. Well, especially yeah. when they call for 37. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't remember getting that low. I do remember the 37, and it was like 34 the next morning. Uh-huh. So, well, and then if that if the wind is involved, and oh the, yeah, and that fluctuation, whether you've watered or not, and the sun, yeah, sun and the shade, and so you 
You know, if you go for you go from uh, 75 degrees down to 34 degrees, it, it can cause some damage sometimes. So, but anyhow, overall, overall, we'll take besides it. Besides the slugs and the snails, what's happening in your garden? We'll take we'll take it. Let's see. I'm thinking of uh, well, your uh, the our cabbage, broccoli. Um, the caterpillars are, are still eating on it, but the plants are so big and vigorous mm. that it's really not like the you know not like when you first planted them. But uh, take a look; uh, they're they're probably they probably got some uh, of the uh, cabbage loopers on on them. Um, but uh, just like I said, it's not it's not the uh, potential disaster that it was when they were, were really young, but the BT works so well and it's so easy to use um, that uh, it's the you may as well go ahead and and uh, get it on get it on those plants so that you can maximize the uh, production of the uh, greens and the broccoli. Um, Kale? I haven't, we haven't heard. Oh of. yeah. Are you eating kale? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. I know you had it in the soup. I did. Well, soup regularly. Okay. But we actually had a salad that she bought extra kale, and uh, we put it in there. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Okay. What? What was it? Remind us what that the key was that made it so taste so good. Wasn't there? Was there a, just a type of kale, or was there something else with it, or? Uh, everything's better with bacon and ranch. <laughs> it's true. It's amazing how that works. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace Hazlett, and your calls after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer, and a beautiful day here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road. I'm Milton Glick, along with uh, Trace Hazlett, Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're ready to talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867. Mary and Peter are out there in the Butterfly Garden, uh, kind of eyeballing everything. You can check out the Butterfly Garden, and I've seen lots of butterflies today. Is this a a butterfly time of year? I wouldn't think so, but... Well, the sun. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, here in San Antonio, 12 months out of the year can be butterfly time. And, uh, but it's, the temperature's mild, and it's sun, sunny, stable weather, uh, not too much for wind. Uh, then you can see a lot of varieties. We talk about bird baths and stuff. Is there... I know they talk about it and i know that we've seen it here when they water the butterflies will go to the pools uh do they make like a butterfly bath i, I could have sworn we made something out there for oh that. really okay yeah huh. they'll uh some species you can predict that they will come to the 
to the water, especially if you have a summer like we had. With, there was not, there's uh, no water available to anything. The butterflies and the birds had to compete. Oh, it, it could be as simple as a clay saucer. Yeah, and I think all you're trying to do is just. I mean, you don't for the butterflies. I don't think you it's you don't want it very deep, obviously, because uh, like I said, they they love when there's just water on the ground. But here at the nursery, yeah, but that that's a characteristic of uh, of the, the bird bath too that they have a graduated depth, okay. uh, so so that you know even even the deepest part is only usually an inch and a half deep. For the birds, and then it goes, goes gets more shallow on the edge, and which suits the butterflies real fine. So, yeah, we got a pretty good uh, selection here. Uh, Trace, wh- which part of the nursery out front is where we see most of them, or in the back of the b- bird baths? So they're all either to the left of the greenhouse or behind the greenhouse. Okay. Or behind and to the right is where the new ones came in and. Remember we talked about the exposed aggregate? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those bird baths came in, and that's where they're set up. And they're where? They are like the back right corner of the outside of the greenhouse. Okay. Now, there's a Kind of behind the two-story? Well, mm, behind the greenhouse. Oh, go behind the greenhouse. Okay. Okay. I know what you're talking about now. What a good way to take advantage of your 20% discount. Yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. Big ticket item. Mm Mm-hmm. Save some money. And, yep. uh, yeah, attractive. And a lot of choices in terms of uh, ma- matching your landscape. And you're cycling. Yeah. Hmm. So. You're doing something good and you're getting something good in return. The birds will like it, too. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, so, yeah. So, um, I always ask you this, Trace. You know where I'm going. Is grass still the number one question you're getting? Question? Um, yes. Okay. And, and why? Are, and why are the leaves falling off my trees? Still uh, number two. Still number two. Oh, I think they. We, need, we need some wind, and then it'll it'll, it'll stop. drop out of the top ten. Our um, Vitex. I'm pretty sure it's a Vitex. Yeah. It just first windy day. There's nothing on it anymore. It just sticks up, sticks sticking up in the air. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I was holding on to them pretty well for a while. I was surprised my red oak colored up really good this year. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, my red red oaks uh, were really compact and uh, nice color. Nice color. They're not all, I mean, they're really kind of unpredictable what their color is going to be and what the how fast the leaves are dropped. But they were they were great this year. So, well, still got some leaves on When did they color up? Uh, I would say six weeks ago. Oh, okay. How long do they keep their leaves before they... It's up to the tree and the weather. Okay. When they're, yeah, where they are in the wind zone. Oh. Okay. Um, we were talking about New Year's resolutions. Is there anything that, that uh, folks should be doing now? Uh, we talked a little bit about, like... Well, eating healthier, which uh, yeah. if you're growing it, yeah, you're, you get the exercise, and you get to eat. You, you know where it came from. It yeah, al- it always tastes better. Um, well, and the leaves too are uh, environmentally. It's a a mm. good resolution to. Uh, That's a good e- point. Use those, yeah, 
put them in your compost pile or just let them decompose on on the lawn. I noticed there was kind of a debate. Yeah, I can't do that. I'll, I'll, I'll have every... I can't do that. I, I, I still have to mow, Milton. Yeah. That's the only way I can get my leaves up fast enough. And I was going to suggest that people do that because they crunch them up and they put them back in, or are you bagging them? And... I have so many I have to bag it. Okay. And just put it out for the uh, in the green bin. You don't have yes. a you don't have a na- neighbors that latch onto them. No, they don't even keep their own leaves. That's why I have so many. Oh. I'm in the curve of a street, oh. and so there's like twenty houses on each side of the street, up the street. So everything and comes to you. Ev- everybody's leaves comes to my front yard. Huh? Because so we we used to have a competition to who was going to get the. Extra, you know, the extra leaves, and and now, well, I guess the last few years, the weather hasn't been s- such to have much, many well, leaves. If but, you'd like them, I'll save them for you. Yeah. And then, how do you compost them? You just put them in a pile, let them decay. Put them in a pile. There's and things then, that you can do to speed it along, but like what? Well, nitrogen. So anything that's nineteen five nine. Anything that's going to decompose takes nitrogen to do it. Okay. Or uh, for uh, the green material. Weeds and uh, oh, okay. Com- compost. There's all kinds of beneficial microbes in an existing compost. Oh, like the mycorrhizal uh, fungi? Right. And, okay. And there's lots of additives that you can put that have that kind of stuff in them. Yeah. But the other main components are going to be heat, which we don't have a whole lot of. Right. Not and, right now. And water. oxygen and water. Okay. So it's... Uh, but... You know, you could warm your hands over a good compost pile, even in this kind of weather. Really? Yeah. As it decays, it heats up and... Hmm. Yeah, it's hard. hard I'm thinking, to, yeah. Hard to believe it, that how much heat... And how do you generate. know it's done? When it looks like dirt. Okay, so... And if you wait too long... There's oh, nothing the dirt there. blows away? The, the well, compost... Yeah, well, just, you know, the ultimate thing is to decompose and to... Nothing into oh. uh, into invisible components or huh. so you really uh, yeah so the happy medium in there is you want the you want the the material to be decomposed enough that you that the fragrance is pleasant and that really you can't tell what the original raw material was and that that's ideal. But if you wait too long, then you you know it gets used up. The de- decomposition decomp- just keeps going. So, and that might be a good New Year's resolution is to do your own composting. Oh yeah. Um, I know we talk about it like, so like your coffee grounds. So if you make coffee at the house and you've got coffee grounds, are those compostable or you just use them as is? I would assume they're very compostable. So you're just dumping them on top of the leaves. Yep. So I've got leaves and coffee grounds. Um, Weeds you pull from your garden. All right. So when I was young, my poinsettia. Yes, you can. Hmm. So my plants actually lived off of cold coffee and warm beer. <laughs> really? Well, they did. Uh-huh. Do you want, did, uh huh. Do you want to well, tell that story? I, that's for till I got married. Yes. That's how my plants lived. Okay, and did they enjoy cold coffee, or which did they enjoy they, better? They stayed alive. Well, they had some of it regularly, both. Couldn't tell the difference. 
So the alcohol in the beer doesn't oh, affect I, the I'm, plants? I'm sure the yeast and stuff that's in there is quite beneficial. Oh, okay. Huh. So are you gonna you're gonna patent this uh, no. concoction of No, I'm sure of, many people have done oh, okay. Maybe not intentionally. Let's see. So what can't I so I can so besides water, do you recommend recommend any liquids that I pour on this? Like as you mentioned oh. the coffee and the I Yeah, would, coffee. I would think milk. Sugars. Milk, really? Sure. Okay. Doesn't that smell? Well, it goes very long. It decomposes oh, okay. really quickly. Huh. And it helps what's in the compost pile decompose quickly, too? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's got both the nitrogen and the moisture. Yeah, I've heard stories of pouring syrup and molasses on, oh, that's true. Ca- on cactus stumps to get them to rot out. So yeah. sugars, huh. sugars should do something. Okay. Yeah. So it probably helps it, yeah. Speed and up then, the microbial action. Um... What else did you would you have around the house that you wouldn't necessarily think of? I guess you we mentioned old plants that you don't want anymore. Are you getting the soil off of them, or I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can. You just does it help or so, hurt? Soil's been around for millions of years. It doesn't go bad. Okay, I just didn't know if it slowed down the process or um, not really. It's, it's okay. Good. And I know this has come up occasionally. What if I have like scraps of meat? And things like that. I think it, those are a no-no, right? No. Well, technically, they w- they would decompose, but it it get, it uh, attracts uh, other organisms that might not be so attractive to the oh, um, like varmints. Yeah. Oh. And so, like four-legged some, varmints. Some pla- you know, some places they use that material as part of their composting process. And uh, other places, it's well, uh, a home compost pile is generally not not used to uh, to uh, decompose meat products. And am I doing one pile at a time, or am I just doing well, one the, big pile? The bigger the pile, the more heat you can generate. But you got to be able to turn it and get the oxygen in it too. So you can make it too big. And am and but it's going to stay hot because I'm going to keep adding stuff to it. Sure, and when the thermostat outside goes up, it'll be even faster. Oh, and so when do I use it? Am I using it hot? Well, once it looks like dirt, it's not. Oh, it's not hot anymore. Okay. So but at you, some point, even if I'm adding to the compost pile, it's going to look like dirt, and then I can use at well, least the that stuff portion. on the bottom. Okay. So a lot of people make cages, and when it comes out, they. Oh. It filters through. Right. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Oh. Is that just like a a normal screen type thing? Uh, I've seen it done with chicken wire. I'm sure you could use a lot of different things. Okay. Ooh, tomorrow we need to talk about worms. Okay. Because okay. y'all sell worms, right? I don't know if we have any, but it, it, mm-hmm. it was a uh, an experiment, an unintentional experiment. I had ordered praying mantis, and apparently the guy <laughs> had marked off the red wiggle worms. Oh, and the Cadillac of worms? So we uh, we ended up with worms, and they sold, so I kept on buying them. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk a little bit about worms. Well, we've tomorrow. got gardeners that uh, raise them, because every once in a while we get a report. I can't remember who the last one 
was from, but it, uh, so it's re- relatively easy if you want to raise worms. And it's so not it's that hard to double your population. Yeah. Okay. Cut a, cut a worm. In, cut a worm in yeah, half. Yeah, so I was wondering where you were going with that. Okay. All right. Tomorrow, worm talk. So uh, if you have worm questions, you can call us early because we'll get right to the worms uh, on the show. We have about uh, just about a minute and a half left. Uh, anything you want to bring up to, to folks? Uh, uh, the houseplant seminar. Yeah, uh, 20th. Is that right? By then, that? your poinsettias are not going to look that great. And mm. you know you still want a living plant in that spot. So come join us. Okay. Uh, we should have a great selection. Again, Peter's placing the order now. So it will be in before the seminar. All right. You got a favorite house plan? I mentioned my Diefenbachias, and you kind of you poo pooed those last week. Well, no. Every plant has its purpose. Yeah. Uh, Zimmercal's Zimmerifolia. ZZ plant. Oh, that's right. Easiest plant to take care of. You were talking about those a couple weeks ago. Uh, I guess my next favorite. Because every girl's crazy about a right? ZZ plant. <laughs> uh, I, I got where you're going. I know you did. Uh, I'd say my next favorite would probably be a ponytail palm. Is what, what, what? Ponytail palm. Oh, it's okay. A, it's also another plant that can halfway take care of itself. Okay, yeah. I think I uh, fell in love with the Diefenbachia when we had one, and as a child I knocked it over, and trying to get away with it, I uh, just stuck it back in the pot so I wouldn't be blamed, and it actually rooted. So, uh, yeah, it looked like heck for a little while, and then all of a sudden it started to grow. It was like, wow, okay. So, anyway, but yes, it's the mute plant. Is it mute cane? Dumb cane. Dumb cane, that's right. We'll explain that tomorrow. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. In the meantime, head on over to Mill Burgers if you have questions, and they'll be happy to help you. I'm Milton Glick, along with Trace Hazlett and Dr. Calvin Finch. We'll see you tomorrow back here at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.